Hello, you're listening to Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution. I'm Philip Malika. Today's column is entitled, Using the Equation to Consciously Create, Putting Ourselves in the Primary Position. In one of our prior columns entitled, What Makes Me Tick?, we explored the yes, no, and why process to help us determine the driving forces in our choices, what our influences are, and how they form our perceptions and our actions. In that column, I mentioned the equation as one of the tools we can employ that will assist us in staying on the straight and narrow path of what we actually want. Often we find ourselves reacting to our circumstances or environment and taking actions that we think are serving us. But in actuality, we are moving away from our ultimate goals and desires. Considering and having a clear idea of what we want is actually the first step in this process. And it is the step that we oftentimes gloss over. We may consider it, but leave it in a very nebulous condition without clearly establishing it as the driving force in our decisions and actions. There are many reasons why we might do that. We may not think we deserve what we want. We may not think that what we want is possible or pragmatic. We may want something in reaction to what someone else is doing, and often not for the best reasons or intentions. We may believe that making ourselves primary and choosing what is best for ourselves is a selfish act. We may receive actual blowback from others who want to control the choices we make. Others may say we are arrogant for putting ourselves first. They may try to convince us that we don't know what's best for ourselves. In this case, there is always an ulterior motive. Actually making ourselves primary and moving in the direction of what we want serves not only ourselves, but all of consciousness. The way in which this dimension, this physical reality, was designed was such that everything from the smallest atomic particle to the largest galaxy naturally move in such directions that benefit themselves and at the same time benefit the whole. Integrity is baked into this reality. This is due to the inherent nature of consciousness, which is passed down from the whole to each and every participating structure. Positive juju is the rule of thumb. This may not seem apparent when we, from our perspectives, view our world and its inhabitants. Obviously, not everything is rainbow-farting unicorns. So what gives? What we must consider in the lens through which we perceive must include the idea that consciousness is about expansion. Consciousness is about exploring all things. If one considers who and what we truly are, as we have discussed previously, we can understand that as beings of energy, essence, 
having a physical experience with thousands of focuses of attention across past, present, and future time frames within this physical dimension, we are exploring polarity, separation, sexuality, and emotion. And that these hallmarks of our exploration are never inherently bad or wrong. Our experiences should never be considered in such a negative light if we are to view ourselves from the perspective of consciousness, from our true identity as explorers. This is our golden parachute. From our true position as essence, no one is heard in the making of this film. Birth and death are merely markers for our focuses of attention, and this life does not represent us in our true form. These are simply explorations, simply experiences for essence. That which we experience as pain, hurt, sorrow, grief, worry, hate, as well as joy, love, ecstasy, satisfaction, contentment, these are what we chose to have the experience of. This is the nature of our physical reality. All of it is fed back up the chain to the whole. It serves us, and it serves the whole. I do not generally like the term service because of its misuse and distortion, but what we are doing here is in service to the whole of consciousness. And this is yet another reason why we, as humankind, can stand up and take a bow. This undertaking to have these experiences is not for the faint-hearted. It is not every unit of consciousness that chose to express humanity in a physical environment. Only the most adventurous. Only the most courageous. This is who we are. Within the vast, all-encompassing annals of consciousness, we, the organizations of consciousness that chose to express as humankind, are celebrated for our willingness to have these experiences. We can all be proud that we are willing to have these difficult, uncomfortable lives without the ease and comfort of a conscious knowledge of our true nature as essence. From the greatest, most celebrated lives to the most debilitating and nondescript, all of humanity are heroes of courage, determination, and grit. We all are more than worthy of celebration, and consciousness cheers our accomplishments. Borrowing from a revered teacher, we can view consciousness' regard for us in the same way that we might view our own child, with the love and pride that we have when we behold their accomplishments. So all of this establishes that when we consider and determine what we want, when we place ourselves in the primary position, we are not being selfish or arrogant. We are actually doing what we intended to do when we began life on earth. 
Anyone who would tell you that your choices are merely self-serving are having their own exploration of what those things mean and why they might not allow themselves to do the same. Even though we are all interconnected and our lives are intertwined with others within this physical plane, they are not your responsibility. You do not make their choices. You must stay true to yourself or discover why it is that you are not. That will be your choice and your exploration. All of this to say that it is of the utmost importance that we, especially now in this time of the shift, place ourselves in that primary position and make choices that are to our greatest benefit. This is our first step in establishing an equation that we can use to assist us toward our ultimate goal of conscious creation and expressing as essence within a physical environment. In this, if we do not clearly establish what we desire in any given circumstance or situation, we set up a conflictual pattern with our energy in which we think we are moving in the direction of and making choices to support our desires when we are actually moving in patterns that are in opposition to each other. This is why we often end up with a mixed bag. No surprise there since mixed energy will invariably yield mixed results because of its inconsistent nature. And again, what we want is often driven by internal narratives that we haven't examined very closely. Such as, who are we doing it for? Is it really for me, or am I doing something or wanting something because of an external influence or expectation? Am I putting myself in the primary position, or have I abdicated that in favor of some other person, entity, or authority? Are my reasons for my benefit, or am I wanting something in reaction to something or someone else? All of these are steps which are interconnected, and all of this requires an earnest evaluation of ourselves. We must know who we are and what makes us tick. We must know our influences. We must clearly identify and understand our desires. And what we want has to be for ourselves, first and foremost, in our greatest purpose. Our desires also are influenced and directed by our overall intent or purpose within whichever particular physical focus we find ourselves in. These overarching intents will drive everything that we do, and they are generally specific to each focus. They are our concentration of exploration. They are unique to us, and there is no duplication within consciousness. Our desires can be very broad terms, Yet they are specific and clear. I want peace. I want contentment. I want ease. I want comfort. I want intellectual stimulation. These are generalized intents and desires 
that can serve as a blanket for more circumstance-specific situations. They will drive our choices and give us a base from which to explore, grow, and create. Notice what is missing from this list. Anything that has to do with anyone else. Anything that requires someone else to do something in order for us to feel satisfied. Anything that includes power over others. Even a desire as seemingly altruistic such as I want world peace is a slippery slope. We do not make others' choices. We do not control others. There are those who do not want world peace. And they are not wrong. That is their exploration. And consciousness supports them within that. So no matter how good and positive our desires are, we cannot assert ourselves and our wishes over someone else's. We also are not wrong to champion such causes. However, it is in discordance with the basic nature of consciousness to impose those wishes upon someone else. Therefore, the results of these types of endeavors will not be reflections that we like or want. So in this, once we have established our overall intent, now we can dig down into the layers of our day-to-day lives and place these intents on one side of the equation. A plus B equals C, where C represents our intent, our desire, our constant. Therefore, everything that happens, every circumstance and situation in our day-to-day can now fall into the A plus B side of the equation. These are our variables. Within this simple equation, there are a great deal of nuances in the application of the equation that will help us deliver consistent results and will begin to prepare us in recognizing patterns and exercising conscious creation in relation to the shift and our increasing self-awareness. While A plus B equals C seems very simplistic, this is just a base equation to get us started. These equations can and do become significantly more detailed, involved, and complex. If we only consider the vast amount of situations and circumstances we encounter in our day-to-day life, we can see how this is so. But the utter beauty and simplicity of our base expression will serve us well. Because no matter what happens, no matter the circumstance or situation, we will hold our intent and desire, C, as our constant, as our goal, as the outcome of our equation. This is why it is so vitally important to be clear with ourselves what C is. It must be clear, pure, and relative only to ourselves, and we must understand why we desire it. If our outcome is sloppy, if C is not well defined or clear, then the other side of the equation, the variables, the A plus B, will never line up in such a way as to proffer the results we want. Because we have not adequately defined our results, our constant, 
and we will not know how to make choices within the variable side of our equation to deliver our desired outcome. One more thing about our results, our outcome, our constant, can be very rich and complex. We can seed it with all the things we wish to accomplish or experience. A person who is very clear about what they want and is always moving in that direction is a very powerful person indeed. They know what they are doing and why. And whatever shows up will be plugged into the variable side of the equation. With practice, it will always serve us even when it seems that it cannot. This is the Jedi mind trick that we must practice with ourselves and become proficient at. The old adage is taking life's lemons and making lemonade. This is more true than not, since we don't know what is coming our way generally, so we must work with the pieces that do show up without losing sight of our constant. This is not always easy to do. Things that show up often are not things we like, and we can easily fall into reactionary choices, which can scuttle our equation. There is an important piece to remember also that I mentioned a few paragraphs back. We aren't just shooting ducks or throwing rings and bottle tops at the Carnival Midway. The game is not stacked against us. Quite the contrary. Consciousness is always leaning in our favor. We aren't meant to lose. Especially now, at this point in the shift, there is energy flowing in from all ports of entry, cheering us on to assimilate and express essence in a physical system. If you are reading this, then you are at ground zero for this endeavor. The stars are for you. You are a much more powerful being than you ever considered. And you can lean into that and trust that you are not doing this alone. You have you and a whole lot of other energies assisting you. Believe it. Trust it. So in this, and now that we have our constant, there are certain ground rules for working our equation. Number one on this list, and the most important, is that we cannot and do not make choices for anyone else. Our attention needs to be focused squarely on ourselves, our choices, and what is best for us. The moment our attention drifts to what someone else is choosing, to influencing others, to controlling situations or people, to forcing an outcome in the way we think it should happen, we are pushing energy. Pushing energy is what we have all been taught, and it is based in aggression. Aggression employs forceful tactics, either physical or mental, as a means to manipulate others or situations in order to garner the outcome that we want. When we try to force our will upon someone else, it becomes problematic to ourselves, our benefit, and our equation. Pushing energy or aggression has led to every conflict, every war, every crime, every abuse, 
every duplicitous action within our world since the beginning of time. It is an uninformed response based on overall lack and a low level of self-awareness. It has its basis in not knowing that we can create what we want without forcing someone else to do something that they don't wish to do. Pushing energy is exactly as it sounds. It has been and is a means to an end that we see practiced daily as a course by many, many people. We don't like it when someone pushes energy at us. And we don't have to depend on it for what we want to accomplish. That is the old way. The shift has allowed us to enter a new era in which pushing energy will become that of only the less self-aware or uninformed. They will be playing victim-perpetrator, and the victims will also be choosing to participate. There is no assertion within consciousness without agreement. What we will be doing will seem magical by comparison and is not reliant on such measures. Creating conflict by pushing energy will not return to us the results we wish to achieve in a manner that we will like or be pleased with. Now, to be our own advocate and use our environment without pushing energy is not a bad thing. In fact, it is entirely necessary that we recognize and use what is showing up for us in the course of our movements. These are the playing pieces. It may be helpful to consider that many of the people you interact with are simply your NPCs, your non-player characters in a role-playing game. They are holding down their part of your environment. They have specific actions and roles that they exercise or are responsible for. You know where to find them, and you have a general idea of what they do and how they operate, what their rules are. People aren't the only thing in your variables. In fact, everything is a variable. And this is where the mastery is. It is in taking every part of your environment, all things and people and circumstances and situations, right down to the weather and natural occurrences, everything is connected and everything is a variable in your equation. The mastery is lining up all those pieces, all those people and things that are beyond your control, and shuffling it all into your equation as variables, while at the same time maintaining and never losing sight of what your constant is, your desired outcome. There are a couple of tricks to this, and they are related, and you will do them regularly if you wish to remain lithe and quick on your feet, because being flexible without compromising is going to be one of the hallmarks of your practice of consciously creating. The first is making everything equal. And the second is throwing everything up in the air. And you will often do these at the same time. They are the one-two punch of being adaptable without compromise or acquiescence. This is one place where rigidity is not going to serve us. 
the more rigid we are, the more we are going to find ourselves banging our heads against walls and offering ourselves frustration and disappointment. This is also one place where we can study and evaluate our own level of freedom. The freer we are, the less likely it will be that we will require rigidity from ourselves or others. A person who is free has little requirements from themselves or anyone else. Someone who is not free will increasingly find that their choices and decisions are not their own to make. And as we know, shit rolls downhill. The more we are not free, the more we cannot allow others to be free without causing problems for ourselves. Or so it would seem. So in this, we do not control our environment. We create it all, but we do not control it or other people's choices. We may often find that circumstances and situations change. When this happens, we may think that we have no choice but to push energy at our desired outcome or to abandon it altogether. But what we can do, and this will be a deliberate and conscious choice, is to make everything equal. Making everything equal is an exercise in allowing. Acceptance of what is. Allowing it to be okay that things have changed. We may not like the changes we have just witnessed. We may hate the changes we encounter. We may find that it totally screws up our plan or our stated goal within the time frame that we have specified. We may find that the changes go against our guidelines. That which we have determined is right or wrong for ourselves. We may be triggered, angry, hurt, upset, any number of feelings that we may then experience. And our usual response is to do something in reaction because of what we are feeling. This is the moment in which we need to perform a full stop. First of all, feelings are signals. They are meant to signal us to something within us that we need to look at. They are not meant to direct us. Most of us live our whole lives making a career out of following feelings. Following feelings is a habit and nothing more. Unfortunately, it is so common and so ubiquitous that we don't even recognize that we're doing it. Some of us have come to understand that when we are triggered, that there is something within us that is causing us to have this reaction as opposed to blaming someone else for what they did or said. Some piece of us that is not accepting of ourselves, which we then project onto other people. We must evaluate what we are not accepting in ourselves. It has nothing to do with anyone else or their choices, words, or actions. 
Another piece we may have recently come to understand is that nothing is personal. We may think that what someone else is doing or saying or choosing has to do with us, but it never is. It's always about that individual. And in that, you are an NPC in their role-playing game. It's not about you. These two knowings together can help us when we find ourselves in reaction to changes in the variables of our equation. Stop, evaluate, and accept. Only then are we ready to continue moving in ways that are to our benefit. So, back to our creation, our equation. Something happens, something changes. If we have a feeling associated with that occurrence, we need to recognize it and acknowledge the feeling. Understand that it is a signal. See if we can track down the message the signal is attempting to deliver to us about ourselves and then not follow the feeling that may be generated within us and or let it direct our behavior uh, or our subsequent choices. Then accept and allow whatever occurred. This step and the previous one with feelings may take a while and they definitely take practice. We may have to scream and shout and jump and up and down and punch the pillow to release the energy associated with the feeling. Stuffing the feeling down is not going to serve us. Energy must be expressed. Just don't express it at someone. Whatever happened may move against our guidelines. And guess what? We don't have to like it. And it would be ludicrous for us to think we can. We may not like it, but we can be accepting of it. Remember, acceptance is not agreement or approval or participation. But acceptance is the opposite of opposing. And opposing isn't going to get us where we want to go. But acceptance will. If you've made it as far as acceptance, congratulations! You have just accomplished what many people will never accomplish in their lifetimes. And you are well on your way to adjusting your equation to take the new variables and shuffle them into your equation while maintaining your constant, your outcome, your intent, and desire. Part two after acceptance is making everything equal. This is the part where you consider the changes that have occurred and accept what is. This places you in a position to now see how you might use the new information you have received and still accomplish what you want. It may look different, to be sure, but you may find within this portion of the exercise new choices that you hadn't considered before. Another thing to consider in this part of the exercise is that once we conclude about something, all new information ceases to flow in. The ball stops spinning, the music stops playing. We cease to further inform ourselves to new options, to new choices, to inspirations. Remaining open to changes in our environment 
allows us to continue moving toward our ultimate benefit. So if we have gotten this far and not concluded, we may find choices that we had not considered previously. They may not come immediately. They may come in the form of a dream. Someone may offer us something we hadn't thought of. One of our other focuses may offer something in background information that we don't even recognize or understand how it came to us. This is what happens when we make everything equal. It opens the door for new information to flow to us from multiple possible sources and very often, if not always, can offer us a means to maintain our constant on the other side of the equation. The current changing circumstance and our acceptance of what is by making everything equal can also lead us to throwing everything up in the air. This tactic can be very helpful and actually exciting and fun depending on our level of personal freedom and our ability to be tolerant of malleable variables within our equation. This is simply the process of completely rejiggering our equation and doing something completely different than what we set out to do while maintaining a personal integrity that we can still bring the circumstance to a beneficial end for ourselves. And remember also, our outcome, our constant, it doesn't have to be rigid either. We can continuously adjust and tune our constant to changes within ourselves and our environment without sacrificing anything. As we peel the onion and discover more and more of who and what we are, we may find that our constant, that the constant part of our equation becomes a moving target, but always moving in a direction of benefit to us. This is actually very healthy, and it is how we were designed to be constantly evolving and to find delight and new choices in everything we uncover about ourselves. So if we can view our lives with the perspective that we flow like a river and bend and traverse rocks and log jams and dams and even falls, we can see that we will always keep moving in our direction regardless and that by practicing acceptance and flexibility and not concluding, we vastly improve our ability to do so by allowing space for inspiration and new choices to appear. This is all a big mind game we play with ourselves, but as essence during this time of the shift, doing so will actually allow us to recognize, to reverse engineer how we create everything in our experience, and how the ebb and flow of participatory people and objects within our physical reality is designed to serve us. We're the ones putting it all together. So the less we act like victims and the more we recognize that we are the ones throwing the curveballs and sliders, even when we don't understand why, will help inform us as to what we are trying to create more in step with our greater intentions. It is important to note that most everything that I have discussed here, all these nuances, all the processes we engage with our mind, 
These happen in fractions of a second. Our decisions and choices and actions literally occur in moments. So it is absolutely critical to our processes that we are present in every moment with ourselves and capture the wide range of things that we are exercising with our minds in milliseconds. That we hold awareness of what we are doing in every single moment of time as the flow of our life, situations, and circumstances unfolds. The tighter the ship we run in being aware of what we are observing, thinking, and doing, and how we are responding, the better and more consistent our results will be with a minimum of distress. And in this, don't be afraid to pause. Rarely will we find situations that require an immediate action. A well-timed pause, like the silence between notes and music, is as important as the notes that are played. Pauses allow space and room for the breath of life to continue to play out. A simple example of this would be listening instead of talking. And pauses may elucidate other actions and options that are not immediately apparent. This is an important tool also in our creations. There is a big world we see and an even bigger world that we don't see. In our subjective awareness, our masked world, the place where we exist behind the scenes, all the actual work of creating and manifesting our physical experience is being done prior to it appearing in our physical environment. So everything that shows up is by us and for us. Are we going to curse what shows up and stomp around and pout in the corner? Or are we going to recognize that it is all our doing and it's all about us figuring out the puzzle of what we are creating while our heightened awareness comes online? We are well on our way to conscious creation. The evolution of our consciousness is afoot. We are here and the time is now. With tools like the equation, we can give ourselves a heads up in our journey and use the tools to reduce our level of victimhood on our way to fully implementing our new abilities within the shift of consciousness. Smile. It's just going to get better and better for those of us willing to put in the work. I guarantee it. See you soon with the next installment.